welcome everybody to the Neurological Deep Dive. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy the show. Everything depends on your target of seduction. Study your prey thoroughly and choose only those who will prove susceptible to your charm. The right victims are those for whom you can fill a void or who see in you something exotic. They are often isolated or unhappy or can easily be made so. For the completely content person, it is almost impossible to seduce. The perfect victims have some qualities that inspire strong emotions in you, making your seductive maneuvers seem more more natural and dynamic. The perfect victims allow for the perfect case. Few people are drawn to the person who everybody avoids or neglects. People gather around those who've already attracted an interest. Once people are aware of your presence and perhaps vaguely intrigued, you need to stir up their interest before settling on to someone else. Most of us are too much too obvious. Instead, be hard to figure out. Send mixed signals, both tough and tender, both spiritual and earthly, both innocent and cunning. Propinquity will allow for the law of attraction to happen naturally. I have read somewhere, until men and women start having honest conversations about who they truly are, what demons they battle with, where they lack, where they come from, what their strengths are, and what they truly want, love will continue to be a temporary emotion. Honesty and communication are key. So my question to you today is how do you get an unacquired love? How do we acquire an unacquired love from adversaries who are not so freely giving of their emotions or affection, but in their hearts alone desire to give the same? One of the great sources of frustration in our lives is other people and their stubbornness. How hard is it to reach them, to make them see things our way? We often have the impression that when they seem to be listening to us and apparently agreeing with us, It is all superficial. The moment that we're gone, they revert back to their own ideas. We spend our lives buttoning up. Which then makes propinquity a very hard ghost to capture. So my question really is, is how do we ascertain something that we all really want so heavily and so deeply, but yet do so great to run away from at the exact same time? What a dichotomy. Two things completely opposed, but yet destined to be together with the same yearning and passion. Interesting concept we have here. Shutting down, putting up walls, casting people out or to a side is just no other thing than variance. Variance is nothing more than separation. Separation doesn't get you anywhere. So we have to find a way to come together and buttoning up as if you're a stone wall does not do anyone a favor. Let's find a new method. Let's try something different. Instead of seeing people as a burden or seeing yourself as misunderstood and everyone is spiteful or indifferent. It's acceptable to your charm. See, that's not bad advice at all. And it even kind of sucks to say that that's advice because you really shouldn't be seeking out people to seduce. Like, it just sounds not positive anyway that you're saying that. It's manipulation. As it goes with, like, seeking out your prey, uh, it's exactly how the saying goes. Misery loves company. So if you're already down in the dumps, you're already feeling desperate. Like you're looking for something to latch onto. So if anything seems attractive to you, of oh, okay, this person has that outgoing personality that I'm looking for. This person has uh, even just money, or they have what you feel is a better way of life than what you're going through right now. It's going to be very easy to be seduced and taken advantage of, or manipulated, or you're going to be drawn to that because it seems like a positive thing. It seems like the grass is greener over there. So where you're saying how these prey, these victims, 
stir something up in you, your own emotions that would help manipulate them or seduce. I see that as I've been there before. I already know what I know what they felt. I know what would have got me if I would have had someone reaching out to me at that point in time. I know what I feel would have helped me. That could be used against me. It could be that artificial light at the end of the tunnel. Really, it's just another light to go down another rabbit hole, take you deeper into yourself, to feel more desperate, to feel more down. When the animals are out in the jungle, when they hunt, they're not hunting the strongest lion in the pack. They're hunting the sick, old, the ones that can't keep up, the ones that the rest of the group might end up just leaving because what's the point of keeping them around? They can't help. So these people might feel like they need that helping hand and that's what makes them easy. Easy prey. Easy to latch on to. You know, a lot of us right now are out getting seduced and taking advantage of right now. We're not really realizing it because these people were basically the fake friends in your life. The snakes in the grass people talk about. You know, they're out here pretending to be your friend. They're telling you things you want to hear. You know, they're just trying to get behind these walls that we build to protect ourselves. All these vulnerabilities that we don't want people to see because we might be having a weak time of our life. Like, they're just basically creating a doorway and your wall to get behind it and next to you so they can take advantage and seduce. Like, the worst thing about betrayal is that it, you know, all that stuff comes from a friend. It's not going to be a stranger. So this propiquity, I just learned about this from you, but you told me that it was in order for propiquity to happen, it has to come from inside of your group. So these hunters are seducing you by getting a part of your group, by getting part of your own circle with them to take advantage of you. This has been Neurological Deep Dive. Thank you for listening.